Hey you guys, tickets have officially gone on sale for my next virtual conference. In May, we did Rise Live Courage, and now we're doing Rise Live Healthy and Happy. We're spending an entire day, nine plus hours of programming with some of the greatest speakers in the world, all talking about how to live your life in such a way that you have the energy to have the life of your dreams. What does it look like to learn to eat intuitively? What does it look like to move your body in celebration? What does it look like to approach health from a place of love and celebration instead of shame? We believe that healthy and happy is about how you feel, not about how you look. So I am joined by incredible people like Jay Shetty and Stacy Flowers, Kelly Levesque, Dave Hollis, Trent Shelton, motivating the crap out of you. Me, talking about inspiration. And if you've ever been to a Rise conference before, you better believe you're also going to hear from Beans and Chris. It's going to be a day of fun and energy and so empowering. If you feel like you have fallen off your plan inside of quarantine, if you feel like you need a kick in the pants to get you motivated again, this is the day for you, and tickets start at $40. You can go to thehollisco.com right there at the top of the page. You'll see a big banner. Click on it. Let's hang out. Let's get fired up together. You guys, after months of waiting and a year of writing, my new book, Girl, Wash Your Face, is finally out in the world. I want to thank you so much, every single one of you who has bought the book on ebook or a physical copy or on audio. Your support means the world to me. And if you are listening to my podcast and you haven't yet bought the book, you're dead to me. No, I'm totally kidding. But I am serious about how important this book is. I keep talking about it because I sincerely believe there are tools in it that can help change your life. So if you have the $16, I want you to go buy it right now because you love your pal Rach. And if you don't, head to the library or borrow it from a friend. But if you care enough to listen here, you're going to love the wisdom inside of this book. Girl, wash your face. I promise you will not be sorry you did. Like if you treat your partner, if you treat your relationship with the care and consideration that you did at the very beginning of it, it will never get to its end. Welcome to the Deus Podcast. My name is Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll share direct, tangible advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Today on Deus, Dave and I are telling you our top five tips to help keep your marriage spark alive. From the importance of being friends with your partner to how to talk to each other, it all counts. We're talking through all the things that make our marriage strong and hope that you walk away with some ideas that can improve your love life. Number one, be best friends. (laughs) Well, that's a great place to start. Yep, I know. I'm good at segues. All right. Be best friends as number one feels like the right place to start. If you are not friends with the person that you are uh, in relationship with, the possibility of having a romantic portion of that relationship work feels... We started out as friends. Started Hmm. out as friendship has grown strong. I'm just going to keep referencing songs this whole podcast. No, we started out as, as we worked together... And our relationship start well, you're looking at me funny. Maybe for you, from the get-go, you were like, I want that lady. Negative. Okay. I I was like, that's my work friend, Dave. Yeah. We started out as not even friends. We just started out as people who uh, interact on, yes. in, in email or on yes. a telephone call. And then with familiarity. Yep. And not even like having seen each other in person. That was why. I didn't we, want you yet because I didn't know what you looked like. Hello. We, Once I saw you, all bets were off. It it uh, it turned into uh, a friendship in the way that our friendship today lives in sending memes back and forth. Mm-hmm. It started with yeah. us sending lyrics to songs back and forth. In fact, rap songs yep. back and forth to see if, without using the internet, you could finish the yeah. lyric. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Because it would be like, "Chickadee, check yourself before you wreck yourself." 
send, yes. you would respond. Shotgun bullets are bad, bad for, for your health. health. Of course uh, they obviously. Are. They have been forever. Uh, so yeah, so we started out as friends, and I think that we did break up once before we were married. We did break up. We did break up. And that was the hardest loss. Was not the loss of the romantic relationship. The hardest loss for me was losing you as my friend. Oh, by the way, though, I think the reason why we ended up getting back together in part was in the absence of the person that I had turned to first with yeah. that funny thing I yeah. wanted to share. Who or am I supposed to tell? I had like a really big work success. Mm-hmm. I stood on a stage and I gave a great speech and mm-hmm. I wanted to tell the person I liked the most in the world and we were yeah. on a break yeah. like Ross and Rachel. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I think that, that it's like you have, it, from the time I met you, you've always been my person. Like everyone, yeah. I hope everyone has a person. Like, who's the person you call when something great happens or something hard happens? You are my person. Yeah. Um. Even last week when I found out about, they called and told me, "Hey, you're a New York Times bestseller," and the publisher knew. I dreamed about it since I was a little girl. So they all gathered in a room. They called me together, and they told me, and I was so shocked because I truly did not believe it would happen. I couldn't process it, and I couldn't like give them the excitement that they wanted on the phone. And I got off the phone and I called Dave's office. He was in a meeting and I told his assistant, Lori, go get him out, which I've never done. Go get him out of the meeting. Yeah. And I waited, <clears throat> I waited for 15 minutes. 12, you told me, but yeah, It was 12. It felt like 15 for him to call me back. And as soon as I told Dave and he reacted, I started sobbing. Because it was like, it wasn't real to me until you knew. Yeah. Yeah. So. And what's interesting actually is when, when, thank you, you're my best friend and it's not even like, there isn't even a close second. I don't even basically, basically I have one really great, amazing, wonderful best friend. Yeah. And then a bunch of acquaintances. (laughs) Uh, But the, you know, the people in our life over time that have struggled in their marriage Mm -hmm. have tended to, whether they could diagnose it or not, been people who fell out of friendship with their partner. Yeah. And that, you know. Well, because I think you you take your partner or you can take your partner for granted, but you don't take your friends for granted. And I think that you tend to give a better version of yourself to your friends than you do to your partner. True. And you seek out like activity and life with your friends and you settle into a routine with your partner. Dang it. Um, I mean, you're preaching right now. What's happening? Like get ready for this couples conference. I'm saying world. Um, but I think that that's why it has been successful unintentional. I mean, obviously we want to have a successful marriage, but we weren't, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just, because we were based on you are the person I want to hang out with most. We kept hanging out with each other even after we, after we were married. Yeah, and I can even admit, because we've talked about it a few different times publicly, that the times when we have had trouble as a couple, it has tended to be the times when I, like I'll, I'll speak for myself, when I was struggling a bit with the kind of existential, why am I on this planet and what am I doing, uh, you know, like living up to or not my potential in the job that I'm currently in and all those things. It manifests itself in diving into headphone wearing video game time mm-hmm. or having a little more to drink or I'm going to go on a long run or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. And the casualty of those choices was our being as connected as we normally had been as friends mm-hmm. because I was, at the time, honestly, I wasn't able to probably be as good a friend as I thought I could be so mm-hmm. I just pulled back a little bit but that man it showed up in how close we felt and how connected we were and good news because you're a good friend you confronted me on our needing to return to normal friendship time which is another episode if you all want to go listen to yeah, that one you can real. listen to it in in detail but I think so it's like if number one is be best friends be best friends number two is like be intentional about time together I guess Um, consistent mm -hmm. and um, 
and deliberate. Yeah. Right? We say we're like a broken record on this, but we have, it's Thursday. We're Every going. Thursday we have a date night. We are finishing this interview with each other and we're going to have a date. Yep. Uh, we're really hardcore about that. And our kids, like our kids don't know a world where we don't go on a date on Thursday night. It yeah. is as normal in their life as going to school. And guess what? There are plenty. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievably normal because it is the only thing that they have ever known. Mm-hmm. We have done it consistently since they were created. And it doesn't mean that there aren't times when their reaction to it being Thursday still doesn't sometimes show up as, oh man, I wish you would be here, or why do you have to go, or making it about them and not Mm -hmm. us. And to be honest, because I've been a bit of a people pleaser, as you have also been over time, like I used to actually have a little bit of a codependent reaction to it and try and console them, or and I don't for even a second anymore, because I want to model the importance of being committed to and consistent with a date night. Yeah. And so when they have even the first word about, well, you got to go out tonight, you're darn right we got to go out. We got to go out because this is how we keep this relationship as healthy as it can be. Yeah. I think, too, um, there's something to be said for, uh, is levity the word? Just, like, chill out. Yeah. Like, being married, especially if you have kids, is a lot of things that are hard a lot just have some fun like we i do think like one of the greatest secrets of our relationship is that we laugh every freaking day we do and actually i can tell you the thing that makes rachel happier than maybe anything is succeeding at making me laugh really laugh yeah like if you like (laughs) chuckle or whatever but if i say something that like you really like belly laugh i'm like this is the most successful i am as a human yeah like you can read all about the achiever in Rachel. Yeah. Achieving laughter yes. from yes. me is, and sometimes I just don't want to give it to her. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we do. Uh, I think that's where like the memes come in. It's like we're probably a little. We we both have jobs that are intense and demanding, and so I think when it comes to our relationship with each other, we reach for like silly. Oh, for we sure. We reach for dumb. For we reach sure. for, like we. If we're watching anything, because I don't really watch TV or movies, if we're watching anything, it's comedy. Yeah. Because we just want to laugh. We're going to leave her and we're going to go watch a comedy. Yep. It's our favorite thing. And I think, man, thank goodness for that. Because we've had some hard years. And I think if we didn't reach for that joy together, we would not be. Yeah. We would not be where we are. So I think one of the things, too, in the, like, being intentional and deliberate and consistent is also... Like, really being, when I say deliberate, like, what kind of date you're going to have is important. Mm -hmm. And there are couples that I, I mean, one, even like the idea of dating your spouse is is a foreign concept, which I want to just shake them by the lapel. But separate, those that do are like, oh, yeah, we got our movie night. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the thing. We're going to go see a movie today, but we're also going to sit and have conversation it's rare that our choice for movies, date night yeah. is a movie yeah. because a movie, as much as we enjoy movies, doesn't actually leave us the chance to catch up mm-hmm. and have conversation. And so a part of, you know, yeah, you got to be consistent and have a date night. Um, you also have to pick dates that actually lend themselves to being best friends, mm-hmm. that lend themselves to, you know, connecting and, uh, and you know, talking slash listening to each other uh you know anyway uh the other thing in the consistency part that i would say is we are maniacal about planning Mm -hmm. our life so that it can exist without hiccup we have a thousand kids and you have to do it that way we have busy jobs you have to do it that way but you also have to plan who is going to help handle if you have children those children in advance yeah and so we just have a standing sitter that knows every single Thursday that this thing is happening, mm-hmm. there's never any question. There is no last minute what if, because if you leave your intimacy, your connecting, your romance to last minute planning, it will not happen. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. Got a plan for it. Good work. Um, something that I 
think is a really powerful idea for people to understand. I have heard it a couple of times, and then I heard, actually was talking about it with Kurt this morning, is understanding, like, listen up. If you are in a relationship, it is you and your partner against the problem, not the problem causing you and your partner to be in opposition to each other. Mm. So he was describing this. um, He has a really insane travel schedule. And I said, how have you guys navigated that in your marriage? And he said, by understanding that it was the two of us against the problem. And I had heard, I've just heard that several times lately. Like when we were in the pain of the adoption process and foster care parents, we never, we never turned on each other. We, uh, you're nodding, like obviously, but I think a lot of people, when you're under stress, that might not be the instinct. Yeah. You either band together or you take it out on each other because you can't take it out on the actual problem. It's too big. Mm -hmm. So you go against each other. And I think you and I absolutely have a mentality of it's us against the world. Yes. Uh, I agree. We are, we are like this team of two. Like, I I don't want to use the word against, but there's nothing that's like, this is a problem between us. Even if someone's, even if like, I'm doing something that's your, that's causing you problems, or you're doing something that's really frustrating me, it's still that us together working on this problem together, not us against each other yeah ever but and and the times when it becomes harder to have that mentality is when one of the two of us has to compromise in helping solve the problem and i mean marriage and friendship and romance and everything is at times about compromise but i love that i hadn't heard that idea i love that idea because there isn't anything that's coming up in our life that isn't hours to yeah. figure out yeah totally. even if it feels in the moment like it's you know some attack on you some work problem for you some relationship thing with family for me mm-hmm. whatever it might be mm-hmm. uh something that attacks me is attacking us something yeah. that attacks you is attacking us yeah and solving it together that's a, i like that. that's a good one well i also guess i would say then the opposite of that is true that every good thing is for both of us and not just one of us. Oh, yeah. Um, so we are each other's biggest cheerleaders. Your success is mine and mine is yours. And I think that for two people, we are both we are both high achievers. And I think sometimes in relationships like ours, and maybe even times in the past where I felt like this, you know, a decade ago, your success then would make me feel like I'm not enough or I didn't do enough mm. or you are better than I am or whatever. Like it would make me... I would start to feel bad about myself or um, jealous or what, but to get to a place where I am so, you had like the greatest week ever this week at work. Yeah. And I'm so, I just was like so happy for you that you were getting to experience that. And you are, I mean, nobody sold more copies of Girl Wash Your Face than you have. I'm trying Nobody. to sell them during this podcast. <laughs> you, are, you are my biggest cheerleader. So yeah. it's like, it, In real time, we're, we're, yeah, no, we're seeing like the microcosm of exactly what you're saying. I came off of my last time being at this big convention for my career at Disney. And so many really neat things were said and then written about. And man, it felt great. And the first person, of course, that I wanted to tell and... Uh, share this excitement with with Rachel then to be in that setting and be really proud of this journey that we're about to head out and do together working I mean I stood on a stage in front of 4,000 people was thanking them for the support that I had during the time I was at Disney and then pivoted to the excitement I have for what's coming next in my life which is supporting this company of ours, but really supporting this company of Rachel's and Rachel's work. And it was one of the loudest moments of applause on stage because there was this appreciation, I think of, man, what an awesome thing that you would be there to be supportive of your spouse. And of course, like we're our biggest cheerleaders. This week has been one of those awesome weeks. Like my pride for New York Times bestseller, forget about it. I'm wearing a shirt that says, I make out with a New York Times bestseller. I'll get you that for your birthday. Thank you. I would appreciate it. 
Hey guys, we'll be back in a hot minute with more of this interview, but now a quick word from a sponsor. Having Rise FOMO? No worries, because we've got tons of Rise events coming your way in 2019. Make sure and check out letsrise.co for all the info. Need a date night? Schedule one, girl. Do your future self a favor and get cozy. It's the app that keeps my whole family schedule in one place so I can add a date night with Dave and it automatically gets added to both our calendars. Get cozy, C-O-Z-I, for free from your app store or at cozy.com forward slash Rachel. Whenever we're going through something hard, it always affects us in more than one way. In the season that I've been in in my life, going through a difficult time has affected my sleep. I feel like I'm getting insomnia again that I haven't had in several years. And being able to talk that through with my therapist and kind of unpack why that anxiety is showing up at night or why my thoughts are racing or why I can't seem to shut my head off has been super helpful for me. And if you have considered seeing a therapist or talking to a counselor, it has never been easier to meet with someone virtually. If you are not familiar with BetterHelp, then I want to make sure that you hear about it from me. BetterHelp has counselors who specialize in everything you can imagine. Depression, stress, anxiety, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem. Anything that you share is confidential, and the service is convenient and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener of my podcast, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash rise. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash rise. Hey y'all, do me a favor. While you're listening to today's episode, take a screenshot and put it on Instagram or your Insta stories and tag me. I love hearing what you think and seeing what you're up to and it helps the tribe remember to go listen to this week's episode. Thanks so much. The fourth thing I wrote down as we're talking, I just made this list, is is the idea of treating your relationship like it's at the beginning so there's never an end. Yeah. Like if you treat your partner, if you treat your relationship with the care and consideration that you did at the very beginning of it, it will never get to its end. The ways that we do that, I don't know, I feel I feel as excited. Like I'm so excited to go on a date with you. Me too. I get to see you every day, all the time. It's still feels like I feel like we giddy. do look better now than we have wow isn't the that the truth so congratulations maybe on that's why it well. feels so fresh we uh, are much prettier than we used to be we're more fit we know sure. we've stopped eating Taco Bell we yes. are in shape which is probably by the way yeah. that's like a good yeah that's one thing but we're intentional um, about like you know because sometimes you get you get together yeah and then you're like well you're locked in it I I, I don't have you know, neither of us have experience with infidelity. There are people who have been unfaithful in their relationship. I promise you, without even knowing, that the thing that they were drawn to was the feeling of the beginning of a relationship mm-hmm. that wasn't showing up in their existence. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you know, like it doesn't, like I, you always talk about getting coffee in the morning. Like, of course I'm going to get you coffee in the morning. Why the heck would I not get you coffee in I'm the sure morning? I'm sure lots of people don't get, like Dave, every single morning of my life brings me a cup of coffee. Very rarely. Sometimes I get it when There's he's like at, two, when he's like, out of town. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he he gets up and he gets me the coffee. He gets me brings me a cup of coffee, and it is the simplest gesture, and it is on my gratitude list every day, because I just think it's so nice that I don't have to walk to the kitchen. That he makes it just the way I want it. That he brings it back. It's like the simplest gesture. She needs cinnamon sprinkled I in do. the coffee and not only that but you fill it like 3.4 you know quarters exactly. of the way up yep. and then have to get a little bit of water, a little water so that it 
it's is it cools it down it so that it's I can cooling. drink it exactly at the temperature I want I can't even I want imagine it. wanting cooled down coffee. I, it's too hot. It's like the no, surface of the sun. It's perfect. No, it's hot. And anyway. then a little water. Also, I feel like the coffee is a little strong for me. So that I I, const- I always put water in my coffee no okay. matter where I am. Just That's fair. Bring I it down like to you. my level. Thank you for bringing me my coffee. Yes. But um, yeah, I feel like there is there is an intentionality there to show up for each other in the ways that we used to, to be thoughtful. I will say as a woman uh, listening, and it's worth saying because we have every kind of couple who, who listens to this podcast and comes and hangs out with us at conferences. When I think when you think of like woman versus man, to think of are you masculine versus feminine? Because plenty of women are masculine, plenty of men are feminine, just it's masculine versus feminine. So as a woman, as a feminine woman, mm-hmm. um, for me, I mean, we've been together how many? 16 years? 16 years. When you plan things without talking to me, when you're like, I want to take you this Thursday, I'm going to take you somewhere, wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like what I don't even care what it is. When you do that, it to me that feels like when we were first dating and it feels so special. I got to do that more. Oh, um, goodness, I like um, that. Yeah. One of the first th- like one of the best Mother's Day, which I'm not saying this, this is like too hard to pull off because we have so many kids now. When they're older, we're going to go back to this. But this one Mother's Day and this is not your style at all. Do you know the story I'm going to tell because yeah. I've told it so many times. He was like, for Mother's Day, you know, we're going to go to church and then I have something planned. And we went to church and then he had booked a table for brunch at this gorgeous, super fancy restaurant on a cliff overlooking the water on the beach. We never, you guys, never, never, never go to the beach. We live on the east side. It takes forever to get. It was this whole thing. I was like, who is this man? And it was a hard, it wasn't an easy lunch because our kid, we had two kids we and they were, were toddlers. Yeah. And it basically meant that I sat there like a queen and drank Sauvignon Blanc and ate a beautiful lunch. And Dave chased these babies around the yeah. restaurant. And it was amazing. And it was because I felt like you, uh, A, I had no planning in it whatsoever. And B, I felt like you, like, what would Rachel want most? Well, she'd want to drink wine and look at the water. And not have to take care of the kids. This year on Mother's Day, I'm just going to take the kids and leave the house. That was so you know, <laughs> what you're saying is you know me, you know my heart. Uh, you know that's a funny thing too. Is like let's make this number five, even though you've heard it a million times before. The communication, and it's the buzzword, and everyone says it. But I think it would be valuable to hear what communication looks like for us. Yeah. Um, what made me think of it was. There is a necklace. I don't even know. This like going to occur to you as we're speaking. There's a necklace that I want for Mother's Day. And I have sent Dave like 10 notes about it. The thing is, I, 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 I saw it yesterday when you resent it again. Well, because tomorrow's I, the last day for I custom ordered, orders. The thing is, I ordered it. I think, I think I ordered it when you sent it the first time. I just can't find the damn receipt. So now i got to buy it a second time. Are you sure? Why well, make sure that you didn't do it twice? I only remember so few things you that do, when I saw the picture memory. of what you sent me, I was like, I it's already so bought cute, this. Right? It's so cute, But those necklaces are really expensive. Um, no, so there's this necklace that I really wanted for Mother's Day. And, when, and I've wanted the necklace for a few years. It's a thing with your kids' initials. And I, years ago, decided, I think my mom might have told me this. Um, like, if you wait for your partner to, like, figure you out perfectly, you're going to be waiting a really long time. So if there's something that you really care about, there's lots of things I don't care about. But if there's something that you care about, just tell them yeah. what it is that you... And I I followed the, I have happened to follow this jeweler for a couple of years on Instagram, and every year Mother's Day rolls around, and every year I think, man, I wish Dave like would get me that necklace. And then this year I was like, there's nothing Dave would love more. Than for you to tell him exactly what you would want that would make you so happy. Like, remember this year with my Christmas gift? I really wanted a hat. Like, I wanted a hat so bad. Yes. And so I sent, people are like judging me for sure, but I sent two hats. I said, the only thing I want for Christmas is one of these hats. Here are two options. Surprise me. And how did you pick? 
I picked the one that I did not like. (laughs) (laughs) Because what was your rationale? Because I knew with 100% certainty that it was the one you were going to (laughs) want. And just because I don't like it doesn't mean it doesn't look yeah. great on you. Of yeah. course it looks great on yeah. you. It's I just, freaking love that Yeah, hat. no, it's a great But hat. I could have either been disappointed on Christmas morning because you didn't totally get my style, yeah. or I could just tell you what I wanted. And some people like, well, and I think early in our marriage I did that too, where I'd be like, well, it ruins the surprise. By the way, I, here's the thing. Like, I would rather know and get exactly what you're interested in yeah. than, like, having... You pretend like you like it yeah. or like, frankly, we're at a point in our relationship where it's like, oh, this isn't something I'll wear. Thank you. But yeah. I'm sending it back and I'll show you the thing I that I want. I don't say it like that. Well, I find it crumpled up in a trash can. <laughs> no, you don't. No, <laughs> you don't. weird. Stop it. No. They're going to believe you're telling the no, truth. No, I'm not telling the truth. No. It's like, I 100% agree. By the way, this is, you know, in our in our in our bedroom after the kids have gone to bed same kind of thing like the conversation around sex and what you like and don't like mm-hmm. and how comfortable we yeah. were at the beginning of our being together versus how comfortable we are sure. now like if you're a person who really wishes that your partner would do something in the intimate times that you are together but you're hoping they're just going to figure it out on your own, on their Hope own. Hope is not a strategy. You are going to be disappointed forever. Yep. And the crazier thing is, when we were, when we became more comfortable to just have a conversation about what we liked and we didn't like, we both liked it more. Yeah. And we both wanted to do it more. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. geez, it was just this like snowball rolling on downhill. Yeah. Unless you're with a jerk, in <laughs> which case, why are you with that person? Unless you're with a jerk, they want to please you, not just in bed, but in other in areas of every life. Part of life. And yeah. as long as you're not presenting it to them in a way that's mean, yeah, or rude, or snarky, or shrewish. All right, I think this is a good thing because we're actually talking about communication. Like, you have to, if you're with someone for some length of time, have an appreciation for how they hear the things you say. Mm, that's right. And how they need to have you say things to not have an emotional reaction to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I... Go listen to that podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. We've, we've done that podcast. But, like, man, like, in business, I have a great sense of how certain people need to hear Mm -hmm. certain things or even on my team how certain people are wired and motivating people or getting the kind of outcome that you're looking for is so connected to how people can receive feedback or can hear things and so um, if you're wishing that your partner would bring you coffee in the morning there's Mm -hmm. a way to say it in a way that would make them want to do it and not be like angry that you you know, made them feel inferior by asking them in the wrong way. I think, you know, we're pivoting into this uh, grand experiment of working together. Uh, But working together is something that happens in a relationship too. And the one thing we started with in the, how are we going to work together and still want to make out, uh, was really clearly defining where... I would have certain things that I do where you would have certain things that you do that there were some things that we would do together. Lanes. We would have lanes. We'd have lanes. And uh, and I think in a successful marriage or relationship, you know, like in one where you still want to make out with a person regularly, you have to find here are the things inside of this household that I do and here are the things that you do and here are the things that we do. We do, yeah. Um, Some of that shows up in our being intentional about planning out our week before the week takes place. But a lot of that is just, hey, uh, you have strengths in these spaces, I have strengths in those spaces, and it manages the expectation of where I'm gonna lean in versus where you're gonna lean in. And um, you know, better to, I think, have these conversations, even if it becomes a little uncomfortable negotiating who does what, yeah. so that there's clarity on who does what, mm-hmm. you know? The easiest one to kind of point to, uh, like a doctor's appointment for one of our kids or drop off for one of our kids, when neither of us talk about who's handling it until the day of. Yeah, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Because there almost becomes this, oh, you don't think my day is as important as your day? Sure. Nope, that's not what's happening at all, right? (laughs) But if you're a week removed and get to have a conversation about what's on your calendar versus what's on mine and hey, if you could do this one, I can do that mm-hmm. one. 
all that stuff goes away. Yeah. But you got to just be a little more intentional about planning and actually really defining those lanes. Speaking of, we got to take our kids to the dentist. We do have to take our kids to yeah, the dentist. We need to do that before we move out Let of town. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. I'm not really a believer in the dentist for kids. Uh, yeah, honest. that feels like the right. They lose all the teeth that we're cleaning. Doesn't, I just, you know. They have the, their permanent teeth. Some of them have permanent teeth. Really? Kidding. Well, everybody. That's all? Well, we talked about six things. Being friends. Time together. Being a team, start versus end, communication. We only scratched the surface on. Bow chicka bow wow. Sex. <laughs> um. What would we say about that? I feel like we've we've talked about it a little bit before. Um, we've talked about how important we think that it is. Yeah. It, well. It is your your sex life in a romantic relationship is an indicator of the health of the relationship. Agreed. I, I think that there, there has to be, you have to choose to want to have a good sex life. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think, too often in people that I've talked with who have, you know, like good but not amazing relationships, it's like one of the things that just doesn't actually show up in a priority list. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'll say, you know, like it's or, not like Or, we're or like, it was... And then it didn't work. It wasn't easy. It was, you know, whatever. And then you've stopped. It stopped being a priority. Because most people start out relationships with like, I can't keep my hands off you. Yeah. Well, what I think normally happens, maybe not even normally, but just like life happened, mm -hmm. right? A job got busy and it changed the energy. Mm -hmm. A baby was had and it changed mm -hmm. a body. Mm -hmm. Beer. <laughs> changed a body um and you know like in the in the coming out of you know like a transition like hey new is that still funny beer beer it just yeah. is a beer uh, changed beer. a body um there's honestly there's just like usually from uh, like what i can per perceive of people who are not having as much sex as they frankly ought to is there's some weird insecurity yeah like, oh man what if it's not the same? What if it's not good? What if he doesn't want? What if she isn't this? And the reality is, if you're in a healthy relationship, they want, they want it. They want well, you. No? I just yes? had a, yes, but I just had a thought, and this is a sweeping generalization, but I'm going to stand by it. If you're having great sex, you want to have sex, period. Oh, yeah. If your sex is okay, average, pretty good amazing sometimes but not always if you are having we have great sex i agree well it took you a minute it didn't take no, me a minute didn't. i'm trying to find a way to to say not that embarrass yourself oh i'm not embarrassed about having great okay. sex i'm just not sure that uh i, don't I wouldn't come even say that being braggadocious i think we can brag about this oh, really? i think when two Hello? people work as many hours as we do and have four children and have sex children. as often and as well yeah, as we do. And I think I'm willing to say it because we have worked really hard to get it to this place. Because if anyone's read the book, then they know that that was not always the case. Um, but our sex is fantastic. Sometimes phenomenal, but always fantastic. <laughs> and so even when, like last night, even when, I feel like I'm blushing, even when... I'm exhausted, and I was like brutally exhausted. So were you. Yeah. I still want it. Yeah. Because I know how good it's going to be. Yeah. Versus if you're exhausted and it's just going to be mediocre, tepid at best. Tepid. You're not. You're like you're asleep. You didn't even you didn't even think about it. Yeah. Hey y'all! If you are looking for something to compliment the foods that you are already eating to bless your body, I want to make sure you know about Saqqara's Clean Boutique. It's the perfect complement for your eating journey with organic, whole food-based healthy snacks, supplements, and heartwarming teas that round out your rituals beautifully. 
Complete your Saqqara life and ensure you're getting all the essential plant nutrition you need every day with The Foundation, the brand's curated vitamin packs. And if you want to check it out, right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com slash rise or enter code rise at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A, dot com slash rise to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash rise. Well, like I said, I think you have to commit to it being a priority in your relationship mm-hmm. that you believe the connection between having a, a, a strong presence in the bedroom a strong, a strong <laughs> so presence, presence that's a weird bedroom. thing a strong but if but, but like, if it, but the intimacy as a yeah. as an indicator of the health yes. of your relationship i 100 well, and agree. that you recognize i believe a hundred percent that everybody can have a great sex life sure it's not gonna look like everybody else's it's not gonna be like everybody else's because we all have different emotional uh mental like we all have our different stuff yeah but I think that it's possible for everybody to get to a place where you're having a good time, I'm having a good time, we both feel like it was worth it, we got to um, be together and have that intimacy and that stress relief, honestly, and that um, reconnection, and then we go back to our lives. Yeah. Um, it's possible for everybody to get there. I think the problem is you either don't think it's a priority or you don't realize that it's possible. You think whatever you have currently is what you always have to have, and that's not true. Yeah. You just haven't taken steps to get to the next place. We forget that you're like we focus on personal growth and forget that a relationship needs that kind of focus on growth as well. I was telling I interviewed uh, Elise yesterday or no the day before and we were talking about this idea of I never understood when we got married how much better it would get over time I never understood what we would walk through like I never understood how hard it was going to be ever yeah I never understood how good the relationship was going to be because every time we walk through something hard it made us closer and stronger yeah and better I never knew that, you know, I kind of thought it was like, you know, earlier in the years you'd have the stuff that was hard to navigate and then later on it'd be all smooth sailing. It never occurred to me that we might have really serious issues a decade in or 12 years in or 14 years in that we had to work through. But then once we worked through them, we got to even... A, a deeper I just I sound like if I feel like if I was listening to someone say this I would be gagging but <laughs> I really do I really can't believe that it's as good as it is right now yeah and on my wedding day I never thought it was going to be better than it was yeah and it's way better now oh than my it was. god it's not even they're yeah. not even not the even same close. not even close not even close it's like it's dumb because you get married thinking you're at the height of how much you can love someone or how close you can be. And then it, man, if you knew what it could be, like you'd be rushing into it. But like, I feel like a dummy. Cause like, I, I don't know. I thought you were hot and you're sweet. And I'm just saying like what I thought back then. Oh yeah. What oh I yeah. Now. No, I mean like the, the things I like about you, of, of course I think you're beautiful, but it's like your, your looks are not the first thing reasons why sure. I'm, you know, your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you paid a lot of good dare, money for these boobs, you. so it feels like you um, should enjoy them. No, I, no, I just, I never knew. I never knew how good it could be, which makes me really excited about five years from now or 10 years from now yeah, or 20 years from now, like what it's going to look like because I thought it was good now. Yeah. Also, knowing... The yield, the the benefit, the fruit, whatever you want to say, that came out of going through harder things. Yeah. I also, you know, like you say it all the time, what if life's happening for you? I mean, I think some of the stuff that has happened in our life was to, in some way, make our marriage stronger, mm-hmm. challenge our faith, make our faith stronger, challenge our kids, make our kids stronger. All the, like all of all of the things that are important in our life have been better because of the things that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. 
but you know we're about to go jump into this exciting new thing and hard stuff's going to show up working together is going to be amazing and working and together is also going to produce hard things yeah. but i'm like oh man the version of us when we figure out how to do some of the stuff that we want to go do seriously forget it it's yeah. going to be next level kind of stuff yeah. so speaking of next level should we talk about the conference we're gonna do a couple. We're, we're doing a couple. We're doing conference. a couples conference. Uh, I know because there's a paper on my desk that says, "Don't forget to tell them about the couples conference, guys." Uh, we, if you are listening, I assume that you know that we throw a big event every year called Rise. It was fire. It was fire. It was incredible. Seven hundred women coming from all over the world to be inspired and encouraged and motivated to step more fully into who they were made to be. And one of the questions that we have gotten the most over the last year is, would you ever consider doing this for couples? So we, for the first time ever, are doing a couples conference called Rise Together. Rise Together. Rise Together. And our intention behind this was the same as it would be for um, a Rise Weekend, which is how do we talk about the hard things? How do we talk about the reality? How do we talk about where we've come from and how we can use that to get where we're going? Because, you know, at Rise Weekend, we talk a lot about our personal, like our past and our trauma, but relationships have their own baggage and their own trauma. And for many people, for many, you're, they're in a relationship and the relationship can't grow and move because you are still clinging to this thing that happened a long time ago or you can't grow and change because one of you is maybe motivated for that but the other doesn't understand why that's a priority so we just want to create a space where people can come together and hang out and have a chance to get away it is in austin texas which is our new hometown austin texas september 21st and 22nd and i think one of the things that was really successful about Rise and as part of Why Girl Wash Your Face is a New York Times bestseller was your willingness to be really, really honest and really transparent and really vulnerable about a lot of things. You went first in so many aspects of just being really real. And uh, and I think the intention here, and I'm, you know, this is me gonna, you know, push myself into a space that maybe also for men that sometimes have a harder time being totally honest and totally, totally vulnerable, we're going to talk about everything mm -hmm. when it comes to how to get through hard seasons and how to make romance work and mm -hmm. how to communicate, like all of the things. Uh, but we're also going to storytell a little bit through this. We are not experts, but are humans who, you know, have had some expertise in our own life getting through stuff yeah i don't think um i don't think we will have some experts there i think has never been that we're experts our thing has been that nobody's creating a space for this and so we will be the people who who do it yeah for us it's really important a couple of distinctions that probably are worth mentioning here is that uh, this we're very intentional about this is a couples conference not a marriage conference because we think that you should be allowed to work on your relationship regardless of whether or not you're married we also are intentionally creating a space where every kind of couple is welcome from every season of life and every everybody is allowed to be in a space together and work on becoming more than who they are today it starts on Friday night. We have a cocktail party with music and fun and getting to know. Saturday is a full day of programming and work. And then Saturday night is, as always, because we end every one of our events the same way, is a dance party. And this year's theme for Couples Conference is Famous Couples. Oh. You didn't know that? I did not know that. That was my idea. Oh, yeah. I made a theme. Well, hello. Um, I just thought it could be funny because it, like... It could be Kim and Kanye. It could be Bart and Lisa. It could be anything any, you want. Whatever to you signifies like famous couples, which I think it's going to be hilarious. Wow. I want us to be so funny. Are I don't we know going what. As Portia and Ellen? I mean, that sounds like really hilarious and probably it should be our thing. No. Like, but honestly, think of what, how much we'll fun do. we can oh have with goodness. that. There's so much fun. Like, I, we got to be really clever. Yeah. I don't know, but we're giving prizes away. As because if we're going to do this be. kind of costume contest, I think it should be hilarious. As but it's it basically going to be like prom. We're recreating prom. Anyway, all of that to say, guys, we'll put details in the show notes. If you want to check it out, it is letsrise.co. 
We will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, if you have a moment and you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is life to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, you can check out deispodcast.com or stalk me on every form of social media. I am Miss Rachel Hollis on every single platform. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week. So this week, I announced my next book. It's called Didn't See That Coming. It's all about how you put your life back together after your world falls apart. I actually wrote this inside of quarantine because I wanted something that y'all could read as you transition out of the crisis of a pandemic. And then inside of writing it, my world fell apart. And this is a story of how you keep on going. This is a story of the tactics and the tools that I have used time and time again when I have gone through grief or loss or trauma. The book comes out on September 29th and you can find it today. You can pre-order wherever books are sold. And yes, I am narrating the audio as always. But if you pre-order, meaning if you buy it any time before September 29th, if you go to didn'tseethatcomingnewbook.com, you can get my one-hour course on how to rebuild. How do you rebuild your life? Free one-hour course plus a workbook that you can print out and utilize to start the process. It's something that I thought I could give you to be helpful as you transition to whatever comes next. Didn't See That Coming is my new book, and I hope that you will check it out.